0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Top Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: Welcome to Positive Living the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now, with Positive Living, here's Patricia
2: Raskin. Well, welcome and welcome everyone. Welcome to Positive Living, the program that shows you how to turn your obstacles into opportunities, your problems into solutions, and really how to make your dreams come true. I've been doing this work about 25 years. I started in the 80s interviewing positive people. And in those days people said people don't want to hear all this good stuff and the positive and the, and what's working. You know, we're used to negative news. And now, People really want to hear it, and in fact, Brian Williams and NBC at the Today Show got a lot of calls for people saying, we just don't want to hear the negative news anymore. What can you do to bring us positive? And then he got flooded with so many emails about positive news that he said it would fill up three networks. So we're on the right track, and it's very exciting, and today I have on a terrific guest. If you're listening live on April 13th, you can give us a call at eight six six four seven two. We're talking today about leadership, we're talking about positive thinking, we're talking about making your life work by having the right direction and the, and the right purpose that works for you. My guest is Alicia Marie. She's the owner of Profit Consulting Company. She's become a leader in the field of coaching, consulting, and training for small business. She's designed more than 80 custom training programs for hundreds of business owners in a variety of industries across the country, and she's coached managers and presidents and sales professionals how to grow a business that's truly worth having, and she's been an entrepreneur for almost 20 years. Welcome, Alicia.
3: Thank you. Glad to be here.
2: I would have read your whole bio, but then we would take up the whole show. That's how many things you have done, how many achievements you have. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about, first of all, having a clear direction. And we hear a lot about coaching, but we hear about consulting. We hear about training, therapy. What's the difference between those modalities? I'm
3: so glad you asked. I think I'm on a mission to educate the public on this one. I... My views that I'm about to give are also in line with World Association of Business Coaches and International Coach Federation, which are the two very legitimate organizations to go to to look for a coach.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, in consulting, consulting, typically when you hire a consultant, they have expertise in a particular area. For example, I've been consulted consultant many, many times. I have marketing expertise. I have staff consulting expertise. And I'm going to give advice, provide tools, and sometimes even do the project. In that scenario, I'm the expert. Mm-hmm. For trainers, you, we've all been to seminars. So you're the
2: consultant in that case.
3: Right. For a trainer, you know, the trainer in front of the room, in front of the seminar. is going The teacher. To, yeah, impart information, going to teach you, going, you're going to role play, you're going to practice things, you're there to learn. In that scenario, the trainer is the expert. Mm-hmm. In counseling, counseling is usually to work with areas that need to be healed somewhere in the... In that um, psychiatric or psychological way, often they deal with mental illness and that type of thing, and in that scenario, the psychiatrist, counselor, therapist is the expert. Coaching is a facilitated dialogue where we work with people to move them towards what it is they want, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of ways that we do that, but mostly it's a communication skill set, and in that scenario, the client is the expert.
2: Right, because the client has to make the decision and come up with their own direction. So the coach, it's almost like um, a sports coach where the player is is certainly playing, but the coach is is directing in a sense. It's
3: very much like that. You know how you can see that thing in your best friend that you would never say? Mm. You know, other Mm -hmm. people can see you. We all have blind spots. And so uh, really successful people... Value coaching because they can have someone authentically provide feedback and some insight into what they're seeing and hearing because we can't, we can't see that part of ourselves very
2: often. And there's also a strategy in that too, Alicia, correct? Where, where the coach could also give you strategy. Could say, okay, well now you're stuck here and you need to do better in this, so here's a strategy you could do to get there. A little
3: like that. Um, Part of a coaching skill set is definitely how to walk someone through a strategy, a plan, or a setting. So that's part of the skill set. But we wouldn't say, you're not doing this, so you need to do this. Instead, it would be a question, something like, tell me where you're stuck. Yes. Would you like to work on a plan about that? Okay, let's look at what our strategies are. And they would actually build the plan and I would simply ask the questions and every once in a while throw something on the table.
2: Mm -hmm. So the difference between coaching and therapy then is that coaching would then go back and find out why you're stuck and you'd analyze all that. That's not what we do in coaching, correct? Yeah, the truth is I don't care. (laughs) Yes.
3: It isn't I don't care about people. I don't care that that thing that happened when they're three is – Reoccurring over and over and over again. I know that already. I'm dealing with what's now and where do you want to go?
2: Yeah. You're being proactive so that a person can make a change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. What are some of the common issues that people come to you with, Alicia? Where do you find people are stuck? <laughs> We're all the same. Really? All,
3: yeah, people are. We're all the same. So there's like all the same themes in general. Such as such as focusing on external versus internal. Thinking that your business is going to make you happy, or if certain things happen in your business or in your relationship or with your money, or that you're all of a sudden going to feel happy or joyful or peaceful, and staying focused on the external versus doing the work internally so that your external world will match, mm-hmm. and in coaching, we do a lot of personal development work, you know, it happens every time, if, if, if someone has money issues, fears around money, um, thoughts about lack, thoughts about limitation, it's going to show up in their business, it may show up like they're not looking at the profit and loss, have never learned how to look at it, don't understand the difference between revenue and profit, <laughs> or whatever it is that you know, not talking about with their employees, so their employees are scared. Whatever it is, it will show up. And so when I see that happening in their business, I know what kind of work is probably needs to happen for them personally, like how they're going to need to develop themselves. And it's
2: very And so let's take that scenario. Okay. Because particularly today mm-hmm. where there are so many financial issues. People are getting cut back in their jobs, their four oh one Ks are disappearing. They don't have the security they used to. So they're fearful and they close up. Mm -hmm. So as a coach, how would you help? What kind of exercise would you give to somebody with that issue? I'm not so sure I would give a
3: blanket exercise. You know, emotional intelligence is a huge indicator about how successful we're going to be in life and in business. Mm. And what emotional intelligence means is you know yourself, you know your emotions, you um, have the ability to recognize emotion, mm-hmm. uh, and you have the ability to manage yourself around that. And then it's you have the ability to recognize other people's emotions and manage other people's emotions. Mm-hmm. And so people are experiencing fear. We're all exposed to fear a lot more than normal. Um, November, December, January, I was dragging myself into the office. There was so much of it happening. I had to get myself to a whole different place. hmm so when people are experiencing fear, I, I help them develop an awareness and an attention around that's simply an energy moving through your body. That is, that is, it's a temporary emotion that you're
2: experiencing distinct
3: from everything that's actually happening.
2: All right, accept that. Accept mm-hmm. that. There's some reality here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you two scenarios, Alicia. Please. One might be that you know, you, you're really worried that you can't pay the rent next month. That's mm-hmm. real. Or God forbid you got a diagnosis of cancer and you're really worried you might not live. I mean, these are, these are things that are real.
3: Well, let's start with the first thing. The part that's real is you're really worried. I mean, you're having the experience of worry, yes? Mm-hmm. And you may not be able to pay the rent. Okay. Okay? And there, there are actually two separate issues. So I might work with someone on, you know, what they really want to do, pay the rent, how they might do that.
0: I see.
2: What
3: steps they could take. At the same time, I'm also working with them on... The fear. The fear is distinct from... Because you can truly be joyful and go get your rent.
2: Mm -hmm. What we Mm -hmm. think
3: is we... There's that external-internal again. We think... When I have that, I'll be happy. When I have this, I'll be joyous. When I have this, I'll then I'll relax and be peaceful. And it never, ever, ever works like that. You can't be creative when you're stressed out. Mm -hmm. You can't. You can't be a great problem solver when you're stuck in fear. You can't. So my job is to help people get, you know, some distance from that, some objectivity, some perspective, while strategizing, goal setting, creating action plans, being creative, brainstorming, etc.
2: Mm. Powerful. Another thing that I learned in coaching, and I think this is one of the things that you do, is making a list of tolerations of the things that you are tolerating that you don't want to anymore.
3: <laughs> Coach, you a great tool called the Clean Sweep. Mm -hmm. And you can go to CoachU.com for that, or you can email me for it. But uh, they have a great tool, and it's a 100-point checklist. Mm -hmm. And the notion is that anything you're putting up with, trying to change, resisting, or ignoring, will pull your ability to pay attention, focus, or be present. It will take away from that. So if you're a huge procrastinator, there's probably a lot of things on that list. And it's bogging you down. It's taking your mental space, your emotional space. Have you noticed every time you do something you've been procrastinating, you get freed up just a little bit? Yes. And so, yes, working on tolerations and what we're actually tolerating will free up a lot of energy, space to get things done, to move your business forward, to move your life forward, et cetera.
2: All right. Okay. We're going to take a break. How can people find you and uh, work with you or talk to you with questions? Okay. You can find me by going to my
3: website, www.profit.com com. The co is C-O, short for company. ProfitConsultingCo.com.
2: Okay. And can people write to you, Alicia, with a question?
3: Absolutely. It's Alicia, A-L-I-C-I-A, at ProfitConsultingCo.com.
2: All right. When we come back, we're going to talk to Alicia more about how important vision is and planning and how, when we're in business, that we need to work on the business, not just be in the business. Mm-hmm. And what about the law of attraction, bringing things to us by the way we think? We're going to talk about all of that in the next segment. You can give us a call if you're listening live on April 13th. You can call us at eight six six four seven two five seven eight seven. These shows are archived on voiceamerica.com, and uh, there would be a link on my site to that. Immediately. So, folks, you're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Log on to patriciaraskin.com. I have a blog and a newsletter and I'd love to include you. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
4: News. Opinion VoiceAmerica.com
2: Hi everyone, we are back. You are listening to Positive Living and I'm Patricia Raskin right here on America's Voice, Voice America. And this is a program that shows you how to turn your obstacles into opportunities, your problems into solutions and make your dreams come true. My guest today is Alicia Marie. She is the founder of The Profit Consulting Company. And she has become a leader in the field of coaching, consulting, and training for small business. She's designed more than 80 custom training programs for hundreds of business owners in a variety of industries across the country. And she really has a desire to learn more about people. And along with her expertise in behavioral sciences and neurolinguistics, she has a, a really unique way of helping people address their issues. Welcome back, Alicia. Thank you. Okay. Let's talk about vision and how important that is. All right. You know,
3: vision can be what you're looking forward to tomorrow. It can also be what you're seeing for yourself, for your life at the, you know, if you were 80 years old, what would you want to be able to say about your life? And I would encourage anyone listening to have your vision be as big and as full and as um, you know, far into the future as, as you have the capacity for, and here's why. Vision is not about actually getting somewhere or getting something. If I have a vision, for example, for my company to have 20 professional coaches and trainers and instead of my working with clients, all I do is work with coaches and trainers and have them work with people, and we have this huge impact on the world. Maybe that's my vision. It doesn't really matter if I ever actually do that. What matters is that's my compass for my day-to-day activities. That's what's going to decide if I go to that meeting or I don't go to that meeting or if I take that client or don't take that client mm-hmm. or if I do the networking here, et cetera, et cetera. So um, Benjamin Franklin said that you can see a man's future in his everyday activities. Mm-hmm. You can also see your everyday activities in your future. So, you know, if whatever your vision is, however big you can stand for it to be ten years from now, five years from now, two years from now, go ahead and play with that because it's about distinguishing what you want, getting crystal clear about that, and then having that be present in your life right now.
2: Well, that also makes it much easier for the plan, right? Because once you have that vision, then it's easier to write the plan.
3: If you don't know what you want, there's no plan to be made.
2: (laughs) Exactly. Uh Okay. All right. How does a small business owner work on the business and not just be in the business? Our tendency
3: is to be somewhat unconscious and asleep as human beings. We want to be awake just a little bit at the time, you know. What do you
2: mean unconscious? We mean like
3: that? to get into our routines and our habits and our just our, our normal, habitual ways of being. And we just naturally fall into comfort zones and we just naturally um, will drift towards the things that don't take a whole lot of attention or focus. Um, I'm making human beings sound awful, but it it really isn't. I I would think that that's the way, just like when we sleep, to build up our energy stores that we tend to go into automatic so that we can save our energy and our focus and our attention for when we really need it. Um, So back to the question. The so, was, well, I forgot.
2: No, that's alright. <laughs> basically what you're saying yeah. is that when, you, when you're working on the business, okay, good. That's what you've I got to, to really, saying. really be focused. Well, because otherwise you're, 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 you're there and you're going through the routine, but you're not alive in it. So then it becomes boring and it may not become as exciting or profitable or as successful as it could be if you were really focused and dynamic in it.
3: Yes and no. What I want to say is your tendency is going to be to check email, to do the mundane things, to do the things that aren't going to take a lot of creative problem solving or effort. Um, You're going to tend to avoid communications you don't feel like having because that will take some attention and focus. All of those things that you will naturally tend to avoid, like creating a budget or um, calling that vendor and, and asking them to reduce their prices, all of those things will will actually be the on the business work. So you should already know. Give yourself a break if you're a business owner, that you'll have the tendency to not work on your business. You'll want to be in your business. If your business is making t-shirts, you want to be in there making t-shirts. You know, in the groove of things, working with the employees. When we when we don't work on the business, um, we our business lacks vision. Our business tends to be in survival because we're not working on any of the long-term activities or strategies.
2: We're not growing it is what you're saying. right, Right, right,
3: right, right. And the only way to build the habit of working on your business
2: is to plan for it. And to plan for it in concrete steps. This is where I'm going to be or this is what I'm going to do?
3: And this is when I will do it and this is what I will be doing.
2: How does the law of attraction play into this?
3: into working on and in?
2: Yes, and working that and also manifesting, making it happen.
3: (laughs) I think we are way too results-focused in general. We tend to focus on, you know, 2 plus 2 equals 4. And we tend to focus on 4, thinking if I just focus on 4 enough, then 4 will happen. No, what there's to focus on is 2 plus 2. And so there are all the feelings and the thoughts and the actions that, that, you know, turn into the result. Instead of being so results-focused, know what you want the result to be, but then get in there and dig in there with all the things that are going to create that result. So how the law of attraction applies here is it does make a difference what you're thinking. If you're thinking it'll never work, it'll never work, it'll never work, how likely are you going to be to notice the ad that pops up on Facebook that comes, completely applies to something you were looking for. Mm -hmm. not very likely. You're not awake to it. So the law of attraction and, and being positive and thinking positive has a lot to do with simply articulating and identifying what it is we want. But the piece that people don't talk about when it comes to the law of attraction very often is they don't talk about how you feel very often. But remember, feelings come first. You have this really excited feeling and you think, I'm happy or I love this, and then you smile.
2: You know, that was very much part of the movie The Secret. And what they did is they showed, and I'm sure you saw it, you know, somebody wanting a car and actually sitting in that car in his mind and imaging it.
3: But why do we forget about it, Patricia? Because people then will think, okay, I do affirmations and I just think it, think, and think, and I've been thinking about it really hard and I still don't have it yet. Well, you're missing a few pieces here. There's how you're feeling about it all. There's also what actions you know, are you in action around it? Are you actually following your impulses following following your desires, following your joy
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and 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 going for something as you said that you know inside will make your heart sing
3: mm-hmm.
2: it has the elements of of something that you love, really love mm-hmm.
3: and you, you know I get that a lot too you know there's all of these really great books, and I recommend all of them on how to find the work you love or how to love your work or, you know, find your calling. And the, the piece, though, that people are often missing is you first have to get in touch with love and passion first and what does love and passion mm-hmm. feel like and practice having that experience long before you actually find the perfect thing for you. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't know how to be passionate or engaged or fully present or in love with something, it won't matter what you do for work. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Because there's almost a deadening. And, and I think that's something you might want to address in the next segment is that okay. there are many people that are going through the motions. Yeah. So that even when they're successful, and I've seen it around very successful people, you know, it's just they've got it and they just kind of go through the motions now. They don't try anymore.
3: Yeah, it's a curse of being so talented for a lot of us.
2: <laughs> well, I, but then the passion goes, correct?
3: Yeah, yeah, then there's no passion. Exactly. Exactly.
2: Right, but it, it's easy in one sense because it, it's working, but in the other sense, is it fulfilling you? Hmm. Some of us really um,
3: are are made for a bigger game. I often think when when people are in general fairly, you know, pretty successful, and they're having a lot of drama in their life or in their business, they're probably not playing a big enough game. For some of us, things come easy. Certain things come easy, and we've learned to coast. And I, I listen. Only successful people come to coaching. It isn't, you think, oh, well, you know, the losers get a coach. No, it's the other way Well, I always get the, the example
2: of Tiger Woods who, yeah. you know, you'd say, well, why would he need a coach? He has a coach every day.
3: Right, right. Yeah, Only successful people come to coaching, and a lot of them are just truly gifted. They never had to study in school. They have had a lot of things. Really, it seems like just come to them, and they're, they should be playing a very, very big game so they can, you know, stay passionate and stay engaged.
2: All right. Tell us again, uh, as we close out the segment, how people can find you and tell us a little bit about your website and what people can find on it.
3: You can call me at 512-989-2230. That's 512-989-2230. And on my website, you're you're going to find information for business owners under business. You'll find a simple business plan. You'll find um, all sorts of tools for business owners. You'll also find information for salespeople and sales tools for career employees and career tools. They're all free downloads. On our first page, you can see our podcast rolling and listen to teleclasses like how to build a dynamic team or, you know, how to price your services. We have lots and lots of interviews and teleclasses and things like that on our podcast, and uh, it's, it's actually a lot of fun to explore that website. There are things on there I forget I put on there.
2: But it's, it's all free. And, again, mm-hmm. it's ProfitConsultingCO.com. Right,
3: ProfitConsultingCO.com.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, folks. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Alicia Marie more about, um, about how do you stay positive when you have to have your cut pay and your hours? And how do you know if you're a good leader? And how do you find good people So we're talking on the business side, but we're also going to transfer this over into the personal side in terms of doing what you love and getting what you need. And we're going to talk all about that in our next segment. You're listening to Positive Living. Remember to go on to PatriciaRaskin.com. I have a blog and a newsletter. I'd love to have you sign up for that. And I interview the best of the best, people from all around the country and around the world who are making a difference in people's lives. And that's what this is all about, Positive Living. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back.
5: On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have on nationally known guests that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific time here on voiceamerica.com. I can take care of myself. I can make a peanut butter sandwich. I can brush my teeth and I can give myself a bath.
0: Looking for a good time? We've got a show that will give you a wild ride. This show will make you feel good. And it's not even bad for you. You need your time to let loose. It's time for a feel-good party. Pull up to the computer, mix yourself a drink, and turn up the speakers. Happy Hour is here. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, it's called the biggest radio show in the world. Hosted by international personality and pundit, Michael DeMarco. You don't know what's coming next. The biggest radio show in the world on Voice America.
4: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com
2: Hi, everyone. We are back. You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin, right here on Voice America, America's Voice. This is a program that shows you how to turn your obstacles into opportunities, your problems into solutions, and definitely how to make your dreams come true. And we have a dream maker on the program today. Her name is Alicia Marie. She's the owner of Profit Consulting Company, a business education company that provides coaching, training, and tools for business owners and career employees. And she's very excited to work daily with extraordinarily talented people from all industries around the country. And their mission in the business is to teach people how to express themselves fully while modeling timeless business principles. What a nice mission, Alicia. Mm-hmm. All right. You wrote an article on this, and this is a question I've got to ask you because there's such a misnomer around power. Many times when I say you're very powerful, you know, it's said strongly, and we and we, we look at that as a negative in terms of, oh, power over. We often think of power as power over. Mm-hmm. Talk about power and how it doesn't have to be that way.
3: Yeah, when we think of power, we think of aggression, dominance, um, yeah. world power, that kind of thing. Um, I think real power has more to do with um, being completely integrated with yourself, and I'm talking about integrity, and uh, in touch with who you are. And when we are really truly in touch with who we are, and not overly concerned about what's going on out there were powerful. A good example would be i was um, I learned how to ski in Italy isn't that crazy? And I learned with a bunch of five year old kids and we went down bunny slopes for the first three days, and I basically became these these all these little children I was like their mom mm-hmm. and on the fourth day, the ski instructor said we have to go down we're going to go down the mountain and this mountain was a really big mountain and i remember this is my first time ever skiing
2: mm-hmm. and
3: there's cliffs on both sides and we're taking these little five-year-olds up there so i started arguing with the ski instructor in my very worst italian and mm-hmm. about why we should not take these five-year-olds down this hill, down this mountain and he won and asked me not to upset the kids he put me at the end of the line i've got this mother quality about me you know i've also got five children but i've got this mother quality about me so i was going to make sure those eight little five-year-olds made it down that mountain just fine and he said i want you to pick up the stragglers and uh you know just bring up the rear and that's what i did and i I, I didn't mention that i was a horrible skier did i okay (laughs) i was a horrible skier um that first three days but on top of that mountain watching those kids I was moving back and forth. I would reach over and turn and sweep a child up without, you know, having to so stop. So what you're saying
2: is you were yeah. in your power.
3: And, you know, we get down to the bottom of the hill and he's screaming, Bellissima, Bellissima mm-hmm. And, and he's, he wow, that was the most amazing skiing. I couldn't believe it. And I realized, oh, wow, I really was great. Mm-hmm. And I had no thought of myself. Mm-hmm. I was I was just very crystal clear about what my intention was mm-hmm. and what I wanted, yeah. and that's why I was able to ski like that.
2: It, it's a very interesting when you say that because as an interviewer, that's what happens to me on the air. I'm I have such intent of bringing out the best in the guest and staying focused with them, and and it's it's a powerful feeling, but it's just a natural feeling. And it, it, it it's that intention of doing that, mm-hmm. that pure intention, that makes a big difference. Mm-hmm.
3: So often people will say, help me, Alicia, help me figure out what I'm going to say. And I'll always shift that to, well, what are you intending? How do you want this to turn mm-hmm. out? Mm-hmm. That's where we put our focus. Yeah. That will have you start to get in touch with your real and true authentic power.
2: Yeah. Well, what do we want? The outcome that we want. What's mm-hmm. okay. The outcome. and. And I'd like you to address that whole piece about outcomes because although we talk about win-wins, and I talk a lot about that, in many cases in our society, we're set up for (laughs) win-loses. I win, you lose. Mm -hmm. But in some way, that's, that's very unbalanced, and I'm not sure the winner really wins, although they feel that they do. How do you see that from a coaching and a training perspective when you work with with salespeople, and you also work with, uh, with presidents of companies.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I'm always working inside of other people's belief systems and values, and they don't all believe win-win. And right. I can ask them what their values are here or what's important to them here, but integrity and values are personal and subjective. A lot of people will have a problem with that I said that maybe, but it's personal and subjective, so I can't impose my values of win-win on them. I can ask how could this be a win for everyone might be a coaching question. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, win-lose is a scarcity mentality, thinking that there isn't enough for everyone and you've got to take yours. And most of my clients, I would say, you know, almost 100% of them have that point of view, so I'm lucky. Um, That question was so loaded
2: well, it was a loaded well, question and basically what I was, question. what I was looking for here is that when you are coaching people yeah. and you're working with people, as you said, of diverse backgrounds and diverse values and, you know, how do you handle that when you, let's say, look for the integrity and the person is really out to win at all
0: costs?
3: I would probably work with them to Help them see what the cost was, because typically when we're operating at a huge cost to ourselves, we don't see it. And you know, if I see that someone is operating out of integrity with themselves and they're simply not aware of it, I might say, "Well, what's the cost here for you with that? You know, with, with that point of view, what does that cost you? You know, if you could have it any way you wanted, what would it look like? How would it sound?"
2: And that brings them back. Yeah, it?
3: you know, how do we include everyone here? You know, um, so I just work with them on helping them shift their perspective just a little bit. I'm not um, trying to insert something that that they don't really want, so to speak.
2: But but what you're what you're alluding to is if they look at the whole, because they want the company to work, right? They can then look at the whole in terms of the system, in a sense.
3: Sure, and it also depends on you know you learn. As a coach, I learn what people's weaknesses are, even if they're not aware, and I can continue to plant the seed and ask questions that might have them think a little bit more about everyone involved. And, you know, we're Mm -hmm. all so connected, but what the ego likes to do is act as if we're not connected and think that we're separate. Mm -hmm. And it's easy to take on a win-win mindset when you realize we're all connected and everything I'm doing and saying and every way that I'm being impacts you, Patricia. Mm
2: -hmm. How does that affect leadership? How does that uh, tie into being a good leader, Alicia? Well, I do
3: think that a lot of us are leaders and we simply haven't gotten responsible for that yet. You know, if you walk in the room and everyone's head turns because you're three minutes late, you're probably a leader because Mm -hmm. people are noticing you that way. People are watching. If you've got people watching, you're probably a leader. Now, the question you have to ask yourself then is if I'm willing to be responsible for that, I'm a leader. And if you get responsible for that, you're a leader, you just simply stop resisting it and you start living a life that you would want to model for others. And that would be where I say you're getting into good or great leader, is that you're just being 100% responsible for the impact that you have on others and that people are watching.
2: We have a few minutes before break. To be a good leader, do you have to know how to find good people? (laughs) Well,
3: I think that as we get to know ourselves and develop ourselves professionally and personally, we start to have a better radar for finding people. Uh, I, I've met many great leaders who have great people around them simply from intuition. Mm. Now, with that said, with my history of hiring and, and staff consulting, I would say it is still important to have a process for how to get the right people and to identify exactly who the right people will be for the roles you're looking for. And that could be building a nonprofit organization or the PTA at school, or your business.
2: So you use assessment tools as well as intuition.
3: Not just behavioral assessments or emotional assessments, but also just have a process. Have a process for how you interview. Have a process for how you collect resumes. Have a process for how you really getting into a whole other topic. Have a process for um, how you filter people out. Have a process for how you identify, Does this person going to fit in our culture? You know, there's actually potentially a process or a system for all of that. I have a lot of that on my website as well.
2: Okay. All right. Well, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk to Alicia Marie Moore about being a good business owner, uh, again, about the whole aspect of coaching, how that ties in to business, and why again, why we need a coach, and also the economic times that we're in right now. Business is seeing a loss and how can we turn that around to a profit and what are some of the things that we can do. We're also going to talk more about collaboration, which we certainly alluded to in terms of seeing the big picture and what that looks like. Okay, Alicia, and one more time, people can write to you at? Alicia, A-L-I-C-I-A, at ProfitConsultingCo.com. Okay, and if they have a question and they write to you, you will answer them.
3: I will absolutely answer them. Okay,
2: terrific. All right, and again, log on to this website, which is ProfitConsultingCO.com. And take a look at my website as well, PatriciaRaskin.com. I have a newsletter. I'd be happy to send it to you monthly as well as a blog. And I interview the best of the best. I have more than one radio show about to start uh, some more programs. So I would love to hear from you with your thoughts. I've also started a positive living campaign where you can write me and tell me your stories of courage and your random acts of kindness, those who you've given to people or you've received random acts of kindness, stories of hope and stories of forgiveness and abundance. We really need to hear that more, and I'll post it on my site and talk about it on the air. So, again, you are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin, right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. (laughs) And when we come back, we're going to talk more to Alicia from Profit Consulting Company. Stay tuned folks, we'll be right back.
4: Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com.
1: If you want to put the pet back in your step, Chad Lafferty says just what you're looking for. Uh, there you go
4: you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent when you adopt a child from foster care just being there makes all the difference to learn more call 1-888-200-4005 a public service announcement brought to you by adopt us kids the u.s department of health and human services and the ad council
1: son we gotta talk about drinking Uh, i know i don't want you touching alcohol till you're old enough yeah i i know dad it's not a big deal don't yeah i know me okay and it is a big deal underage drinking is just stupid yeah, well, why'd you do it? Look, I did it because we didn't know what we know now. Alcohol affects kids differently, okay? When kids drink, it's more dangerous. And you're my kid. And just because they drink doesn't mean you have to. I, I know. I know. Look, son, I'm trying to help. I've seen what it does. I mean, you may think you can handle it, but when you drink, it screws up your judgment. Listen to me. This is real. I, I know, okay?
5: I know. Teenagers know everything. So talk about underage drinking before they know it all, before they're teens. Start talking before they start drinking. And keep talking. To learn more about the dangers of underage drinking and what to say to your kids, go to StopAlcoholAbuse.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. The Internet's
4: number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com.
2: Hi, everyone. We are back. You're listening to Positive Living right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. And my guest today is Alicia Marie, and she is with Profit Consulting Company, and she is the founder of this amazing company that is a business education company providing coaching, training, and tools for business owners and career employees. Welcome back, Alicia. Let's talk about... um, Downsizing. Let's talk about the economy and okay. what business owners really need to do. Okay. Ask your question. Yeah, I would say that when we're talking about downsizing and when we're looking at having to cut back, what's the first thing we need to consider?
3: The first thing you want to consider is what can you cut without cutting quality of service and product? And so don't just start blindly cutting. Sometimes marketing is the very last thing to cut, or even training and development. Uh, and and usually those are the first things that people go to. Unfortunately, one of the first things you want to look at when you're looking at cutting costs as a business owner is you want to look at your operating expenses, specifically your people hours. And you're going to just look at what is the percentage to revenue. And if you have a history or a trend, let's say you have the last two years of a very successful amount of cash flow and revenue coming in, you can look and see, um, looking back on your books, what was a healthy percentage of employee cost to revenue? And what I mean by that is, uh, let's say you were consistently bringing in $100,000 a month in revenue and spending about $30,000 on employees and that was leaving enough for you to get your twenty percent profit. I hope that wasn't too complicated. I don't think so. No. But let's say that was healthy but now all of a sudden your revenues are at fifty thousand, your healthy percentage is still thirty okay. percent. Which means your payroll belongs at about fifteen thousand. And so then you want to look at what, you know, what and how can I cut to down to 15,000 without hurting product or service. And you really start getting down to critical roles and what's critical about delivery and what can just be literally left on the, the floor for now. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, that people, I, I know that sounds harsh, but... Uh, How do you help your client move through the emotional piece of that, Alicia?
3: It, it's tough. I mean, I... I there were, I had so many, because they're all such conscientious people, business owners, so many of them in tears about having to cut this person or that person. And employees who are talented and gifted and have made a point of constantly developing themselves are never the ones to be cut, rarely the ones to be cut. And if they have to be cut, they tend to get jobs right away. Talented people... Work. Mm -hmm. They find work. So if you're having to let go of someone who is truly talented, you may want to give up thinking that that person isn't going to be able to make it because if they're truly talented and gifted, they will. Now, if they're not, you may have been crutching that person all along and not allowing them to grow. Let's Mm -hmm. say you've been dealing or, or putting up with a mediocre employee obviously you're looking at cutting that person first. Well, maybe they're going to have to find out that it takes something a little more to get what you want and that not people are not necessarily going to crutch you and, and um, you know, um, facilitate or foster your mediocrity. <laughs> and again, that may sound harsh, but I tell you what, you know, I've been fired once in my life Mm-hmm. and it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah.
2: yeah. So what some important things you've said here is definitely that good people work.
3: Yeah. Talented and, people find work.
2: Yeah. And that, that that that's very important. And so that helps to reduce some of the fear, doesn't it? If you have that kind of confidence in yourself. And in
3: others, the the what I see people doing sometimes is they take on the big godfather role thinking that they're somehow providing for those people. Now those people working for you are earning their own living and they deserve that dignity and that respect and you're not doing it for them, they're earning that living. You made an agreement with them to pay them this much for this this task and you don't have any business being responsible for that. They're
2: responsible so, so for So what I'm also hearing underneath that is try not to cut salaries unless that should be your last resort. No.
3: I'm saying if you're looking at your budget, you actually go to salaries first to make sure it's in line with your revenue. It's, it's healthy. Okay. Okay? Now, most of us business owners aren't paying ourselves what we were paying ourselves last year and the year before and the year before. So when you're looking at payroll, it may be your salary that you cut first. I know many business owners who are not taking a salary right now. And that's totally appropriate. If that's what you have to do to get 10000 15000 then do that. Okay. Uh, I know I certainly cut my salary before I ever went to my girls and cut their hours, my staff.
2: All right, we have about three minutes left, so why don't you close by sharing with us what you really want our listeners to get out of this interview today about coaching, training, having your own business, being successful.
3: I think what I would love for everyone to get from listening to this about coaching and training is that learning is your edge. Learning is your tool, and it doesn't matter what the research you know, the economy or what's happening with the recession, if you're always learning, which you probably are if you're listening to this, if you're someone who's always reading and, and learning and finding ways to grow and develop yourself, you're fine. You're absolutely fine. You've got your head up out of the sand. You're listening. You're being aware. You're paying attention.
2: And you're going to be absolutely fine.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So, again, it comes back to self-motivation self confidence, self awareness. It's that's where it all that's where it all starts. Mm-hmm. All right, um, Alicia Marie, tell us where people can find you again as we close the program. Okay?
3: www.profitconsultingco.com or give us a call 512-989-2230. That's 512-989-2230. We do provide one complimentary session to anyone, anyone pretty much, who calls in. Um, our specialty is small business owners. We also have a career coach on staff who works with mid-level managers and um, career employees and people in career transition.
2: Okay. And so um, with your small businesses, these are entrepreneurs as well as oh, yeah. people who have small businesses.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, entrepreneurs tend to own more than one business, and that's the difference.
2: Where your small business owner often owns one business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it's been a delight having you, and uh, for having you on the program today. Thank you. This is fun. Yes, thank you, and stay on the line. And, folks, I just want to let you know, again, you can log on to Alicia Marie's website, which is ProfitConsultingCompanyCO.com. And log on to my website, which is patriciaraskin.com, and on my website you'll find blogs and as well as my newsletter. I'd love you to sign up and be part of that. I have a positive living campaign for you to send us your stories of courage and of hope, of forgiveness, of abundance, and also stories of random acts of kindness. We really need to hear more of that. And so as I close each program, each week on Voice America, and remember this program is always on Mondays between 2 and 3 p.m. Eastern and 11 and noon a.m. Pacific. I always say stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know that you can make your dreams come true because you can. And, again, go to my website, PatriciaRaskin.com. I'd love to talk with you, and I'd be happy to answer your emails. Until next week, for Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com, I'm Patricia Raskin. Have a great Monday and a great week.
1: You've been listening to Positive Living with Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. For an autographed copy of Patricia's book, Pathfindings, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to raskinresources.com. And tune in next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific for Positive Living, right here on voiceamerica.com.